With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome everyone and thank you for joining us for this discussion today. Uh, I, I wanted to have a call on the record for best practices for conscious creators when we... Um, are experiencing a lot of contrast out and about in the world, not necessarily in our own personal lives, but I think these practices could certainly be applied in those situations as well. But I've noticed that it can be a little challenging for even savvy creators to keep their law of attraction footing in a world filled with what seems like a lot of contrast. Um, So uh, before we start, I'd love to say hello to everyone who's dialed in because I would like a lot of participation in this. I'd like it to be a group discussion rather than just me sharing some of my thoughts. So let's start with a hello from Nancy. How are you, girlfriend? Hi there, Jeanette, and everybody on the call. Good to be here. Thanks for being here, Nancy. And Brent's also with us. Hello, Brent. Hi. How's it going, everybody? Looking forward to hearing your thoughts today. So thanks for being here, Brent. And Ming's also with us. How are you, girlfriend? Hey. Hey, good. Good to be here. Let's see. We decided Diane is here. Diane, how are you? Yes, I'm doing great. You? (laughs) I'm looking forward to hearing from you on this call as well, so thanks for being here. And Terry, I know Terry's here. Yep. Hi, everybody. And Tom? Yes, I was on mute. I hope you're able to... Hope you're able to unmute for um, parts of this conversation. We'd love to hear from you today as well. Who else is here that I haven't said oh, hi sure. to yet? I'm here. Sean. Sean is here. Yes. How Hello. are you? Hi, good, thanks. Hi, everybody. And I see Kendall in chat room. Who else is tuned in? Chloe's here. Chloe, right on. Nice to hear your voice. Thanks. Okay, so you guys probably have a pretty good idea where (laughs) this subject was inspired by. I've written about it a couple of times at the blog. I really don't want to give too much attention to contrast and the unwanted, but I also feel like it's helpful to get the reminders about what we know as conscious creators in navigating what can look like a lot of contrast in the world. Where I really wanted to start with was a handful of principles that are worth remembering as a basis for our discussion today, just to make sure we're all on the same page. I think that will that will help us as as we go on to discuss some best practices for um, maintaining our <laughs> our right LOA minds. <laughs> so I wanted to start with, and I I just also want to say thanks. For those of you who are joining for the discussion, because I know the ones contributing to our discussion today aren't necessarily the ones who feel swept up in the contrast. So your uh, your shares here are that much more appreciated because I think that it can be really helpful for those who do feel a little uh, ungrounded in some of the energy that's flowing. But I had like seven principles that I thought were worth remembering Again, this is for conscious creators. Someone who isn't down with this perspective on the world might not agree with these, but I think everyone who's aware of uh, law of attraction uh, would agree with these, but we can have some discussion as we go through this list. I've just got a short list of seven things. First of all, the principle of (laughs) non-judgment, that there isn't a right and a wrong out there in the world as much as there is a preferred and a non-preferred right I've got a heavy breather. Who is my heavy breather? Someone might want to move their microphone a little. Oh, I think it's handled. Thank you. All right. Uh, Okay, so 
Oh, I still have it. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. <laughs> and the person breathing doesn't realize they're breathing no, into the mic. No, I don't know they so are. They, I'm so just going to go. Can mute, I'm yeah, just going to mute. I'm just going to mute until we're sure we don't have it. I might have got it. I might not. I'm just muting a couple randomly here and there. I know, right? Contrast, Brent. I know. I'm kind of sensitive to this stuff. I I always think it's like a it's a Libra Sun thing, but I could be wrong. Well, it's also you know it affects the people listening to the recording too. So yeah, right. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of why I want to have this conversation, Nancy, because I feel like this is what leaders do. <laughs> this is they they uh yeah. This is what we do. Okay. Principles worth remembering. First one on my list, non-judgment. There isn't any such thing as a right or a wrong. There is such a thing for us individually as a preferred and a non-preferred, as a wanted and an unwanted, but there isn't like a black and white right or wrong out there that we're trying to get everyone to see and agree with. Right? That's one, the first principle I think helpful for our discussion. The second one is that we don't have to agree. Nancy, I quote you all the time. I know you're quoting Abraham when you said it. Not in my pie. <laughs> right? Like you could think of life as a buffet. Everyone gets to pick for themselves. And whatever we choose, we get to be right about. Right? So we can let someone else pick something else, and it's okay for them to choose that. We aren't meant to see things the same way or to want the same things or to come to the same conclusions or have the same preferences. We don't have to agree. I think that's helpful to remember, too. Third principle, contrast fuels the system. This is part of the plan. It's really okay for, not just okay, it's what it's where expansion comes from. So it's not like we're trying to stop all contrast from ever happening in, in our life again. It's part of the system. We just want to make sure we're not getting stuck in it any longer than we want to be. A fourth principle I have written down here, there are no victims, right? And thinking of someone that way doesn't actually help them. Fifth principle, our observations, they're creating our reality. So we might want to watch where we point that thing. (laughs) The way we look at the world, it matters. So that's another principle that's going to fuel the discussion today. Sixth principle, resistance makes whatever you're resisting bigger, right? Whether Abraham says all the time, whether you're shouting no at it or shouting yes at it, you're calling more of it forth. <laughs> That's worth remembering. And this can be a little bit tricky because in, in, especially in the U.S., in politics, there's a movement called the resistance. And I think that uh, there's a way to engage that that doesn't feel like a pushing against, right? So the the terminology can be a little tricky to feel out really what's the energy behind something. But resistance in general, it's whatever we whatever we're pushing against, whatever we strongly don't want, we are a creator of it. It is coming, and the more we don't want it, the more it's coming. Seventh principle: Okay, inspired action is going to trump any muggle house, right? Any ideas about what needs to be done in order to get what we want isn't nearly as powerful as someone who aligns to what they want and then follows their inspiration. And it's helpful to remember that we won't know how, we won't know our how, our inspired action until we actually get aligned. You can't think, oh, this is what this is what I'm inspired to while you're still pushing against. If you were pushing against something, that's inspired action for calling forth more of what you don't want. So the inspired action to get you the results that you want, you don't actually know that until you line up with what you want vibrationally. I think a lot of people are taking action so that things will change and then they can feel better. When really what we conscious creators know, feel better first and then follow inspiration. So with those principles in mind, does anyone have anything to add, you know, like as the foundation for what conscious creators know and live that would be helpful for our practice today, or should we dive right into best practices? Um, I use a phrase, uh, it's kind of like an awesome phrase, no worries. No worries, mm-hmm. right? Just just go with it. You know, life is going to have contrasts, so just, That's, okay. 
That feels <laughs> that feels very much in alignment with our non-judgment principle, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. And getting better. That's my big And getting better. better. Hello. For those of us who choose it, it sure is. For those of us who choose it. Okay, so I had a couple of best practices in mind, but I'm really relying heavily on you guys to add to this list. What I've got down here is, first one, minding our own vibrational business. Like when we see someone choosing outrage or even violence or whatever we might think of as wrong or unhelpful, it's okay to let them have what they're having, right? They can have that. That's not our business. Our business is to remember what we want, to create a touchstone or a foothold in that, right? To, re- to remember what we're instructing universe for how it is for us. We don't have to worry about them. We each get to choose for ourselves. I'm laughing at the thought of, I never actually heard our kindergarten teacher say this, but after we graduated high school, I was briefly dating a guy that I went to kindergarten with, and he said he was quoting our kindergarten teacher when she said, Shane, worry about Shane. Jeanette, worry about Jeanette. <laughs> he said that to me when I commented I thought he was smoking maybe too much marijuana. <laughs> it was really good for him in his life. He said, Shane, worry about Shane. Jeanette, worry about Jeanette. I never heard her say that, but I love that. Minding our own vibrational business. Let them have it how they want to have it. It's fine. We don't all have to agree. But let's not get caught up in their business, right? Let's tend to our, what is our business is how we feel and how we're focused. Let's, if, we're, if we're covering that, we're doing our best work. It, there isn't anything more we need to do that. We don't even have to go convince others that their focus is ruining their reality. We don't. We don't really. So that's one of the top ones I think of as a best practice for a conscious creator. And I think it's related to a lot of the other ones that I have on this list as well, including paying attention to how we feel, knowing that that's what matters above all else. Because we know that it isn't what we do, it's what we vibrate that makes the difference. And we just want to pay attention to what we're feeding. Because if, if what we want, if we want to feed peace, if, if we want love, if we want equality or progress, we want to make sure that's what we're actually vibrating. Because we can't fight our way into those realities. When we battle, all we do is empower more battle. We really, truly can't argue our way into agreement we can't fight our way into love or peace we have to be love and peace in order to get and live love and peace and also not everyone really wants love and peace (laughs) remember abraham we wouldn't impose impose peace on anyone when they were invited to some peace world peace movement i have had friends before who seem to very much enjoy going to war and i mean literally going to war like you know being in the military they thri- they loved it it's what they wanted more of it they felt their very best when they were doing that and i who knows why this for they get to choose for themselves but yeah not everyone wants the same things and it's okay for them to choose something different it doesn't affect us if we don't let it <laughs> we all can have what we want even when we want very different things and while i think a lot of people aren't choosing consciously, they're choosing something they don't want because they don't know any better. It's still, it's not my job to straighten anyone out or tell them, tell them what, how, the way I see the world and I think they've got it wrong. My work is tend to my vibration, to pay attention to how I feel. That's what matters. But that's also minding my own vibrational business. So that's kind of the same thing. And along those same lines, I've also got written down here, because look, This one can be tricky, and that's making sure we've got the right end of the stick. You guys have heard Abraham talk about how every subject has two sides to it. It's like picking up a stick. Like, say, for money, there's one side that's abundance and the other side that's poverty. A lot of people pick up the end of the – they pick up the poverty end of the stick thinking that they're playing with abundance, but really what they are is dialed in on lack. So we want to make sure we've got the right end of the stick, and this can be tricky business in some of the stuff that we're up to today. If we're going to engage something that feels important to be part of, let's make sure we're engaging it with the desired result in mind, right? Not pushing against what is. Because it's easy to think you're fueling what you want when really you're doing the opposite. And I think the reason we sometimes, even savvy creators, get tricked on that one is because it 
sometimes does, well, I think maybe always, feels better to fight back rather than to feel powerless. So that improved feeling might make them think, yeah, no, I'm doing what feels good. I'm not saying it doesn't feel good, but it might still be a form of resistance, uh, right? So we, yes, I hear someone chiming in. Or not, okay. I'm just suggesting we be very aware of what we're creating here. For those of you who are super highly trained, and I don't think I'm really talking to any of any of you guys on the call right now, but some even savvy creators are so highly trained to believe that action matters more than vibration, then they might have to take action in order to feel better. Like they they might not really know how to feel better without doing something. If whoever that's the case for, just make sure you're paying attention to how it feels and that you're const- you're consistently reaching for what feels better because fighting might feel like relief for a minute, but let's continue that journey up the scale into something that feels even better. This could be a tricky one. I have fooled myself before, and I even know how easy it is to to be wrong about what I'm actually vibrating. <laughs> some of you might be thinking of some examples <laughs> that I'm legally not permitted to talk about <laughs> publicly. So um, the fourth one on my list, I like this one, celebrating ignorance, right? It's, it's not helpful for people to know unwanted things. <laughs> if they don't know, I think that's a boon. Let's not tell them. Let's not inform them if it's something that doesn't actually help fuel the reality we want, right? I I don't, and in fact, I, I think it's helpful if we don't feel like we need to know either, right? If you're not going, I know I'm probably preaching to the choir here because very conscious creators are usually very comfortable unplugging from the news and world events. But if if you're not going to engage in all of that knowing and instead you're immersing in like kitten pictures and goat videos, I say... Do that with pride. Hold your head high as you do that. Don't second-guess that or let anyone make you feel guilty or like you need to apologize or be embarrassed for it. Holding that good vibration, that is work that the entire planet benefits from. Your ignorance is, I'm saying that in a really highly complimentary positive term, like the same way I mean laziness as a positive quality. Don't let anyone make you feel less than or make you feel uncaring or uncompassionate or ignorant, right? <clears throat> if we're, or unless you want to celebrate those things. If you want to own those things as a good thing, then yes, let's do that. Because I, wrote a, I feel like I wrote a post on this, like knowing the things that we don't want doesn't help. Let's, let's not make that knowing any bigger or spread it any further than it already is because once we know something – it's challenging to create. You have to be really deliberate about creating something else. Fifth best practice I have on my list here is to do what feels better when you're in the midst of contrast. It's a pretty basic um, practice. Maybe we don't go looking for the problem or for the fight, unless that's someone's highest joy, and for some it may be. But if you find yourself confronted with something that you don't want, honor your guidance and do what feels better. I don't know what to do about this breathing, Nancy. I have half a mind to mute everyone and unmute at the same time, one by one, but maybe I don't have to. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're breathing, could you please mute yourself? (laughs) If you're breathing, right. Everyone, stop breathing. I'm not surprised at this because this whole topic is, is from contrast, right, which is why I took a minute to set an intention and knew I would, could use some help on this discussion because I this is a subject that I can get a little angsty on. So, yes, doing what feels better. You're, I think we don't have to go looking for the things that we don't want. Just honor your guidance to do what feels better, and you'll know when you get there. If you're not there already and you don't want it, don't go looking for it. You're looking for it creates it, remember. <laughs> I don't know if I can actually use this recording. I mean, I'm pretty contrasty. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys haven't hung up on me yet. Um, oh, I'm still here. <laughs> thank you. So, 
Oh, I, I had a thought that I think it was one of your first ones that you said. Um, essentially, um, I'm calling it the five-second rule. Do you know what that is? Oh, is it, say more. Okay, so the five-second rule generally is if you drop something on the floor, you have five seconds to pick it up before it's still edible or not. Yeah. So if, you, if you do those with contrasting thoughts, like somebody, you you know, hear something from the president or you hear something from the news or you hear something from somebody, your ex or whatever, you have the, use the five-second rule. After five seconds, you can't pick it up. So just breathe those five seconds, and then you don't have to pick it up. I like that, Brent. I like that a lot. Yeah, I from... Go ahead, Brent. Oh, no, I was just saying thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um you know, remember, Jeanette, when was it? Maybe about a year ago or maybe just a little bit more than a year ago, Facebook finally added that you could you could not only just like something, but you could have a mad face or you could choose uh, love or you could, you know, there were other things you could choose be- besides uh-huh. like. And I found myself um, realizing, like, I'd just be ready to click the mad face and I'd be thinking to myself, if this why? makes you mad, why are you giving it attention? <laughs> and 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 so what it actually helped me raise my energy because what I could do at that point was choose to pivot. So what I started doing was if I can't like it, love it, or you know, laugh at it or be wowed by it, then, then scroll it's not, on. Scroll on. Move on, keep moving on. <laughs> and if it makes me want to push that mad face that's my cue to stop what I'm doing and focus on what it is that I really want and pivot my my energy in that direction. I love that. I I love that. And I have I have found myself doing that exact same thing. I've never actually clicked on the mad button, but there have been a couple of times that I'm like, hmm, this calls for the mad button. Nope, time to keep scrolling, right? Because we this is just like Tony Robbins in the race car with his instructor, where his instructor sees him focused on the wall and he turns his head to look at the track. That's exactly what I'm doing when I get deliberate about what I'm focing on. Yeah. yeah. It's, an, and for, it's, it's so interesting anyone, how a free social media program could <laughs> could help you raise your vibration. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right, training us training us about being deliberate where we put our attention. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Facebook has been that way recently. They're actually funneling things that you focus on more into your threads more often. So if you're liking certain things or whatever, I know it's data-driven or whatever, but it's really kind of helping us focus our attention. And people who really want to focus on the bad and stuff are going to find a whole lot more of it. But people who are focused on the good, I get a lot of cat mims and I get a lot of happy, um, joyful celebrations, you know. Right. I like that. Right, right, right. That's a service. I agree. I 100% agree. I'd like to comment, if I may, on the um, celebrating ignorance. And I, it may be kind of slightly stating the obvious, but obvious. But I think there's a, a, there's a little more I'd like to say. Um, yes, um, you know, taking, not putting one's attention into all the things that one could. Um, I mean, I kind of consciously take take it away sometimes. And okay, that's holding a good vibration is good for the planet. And that's what you're hopefully doing then. But to me, I'd say it's a little bit more than that. It's also um, celebrating, Mm -hmm. emphasizing, strengthening one's own authenticity, which in turn is obviously also good for the planet, because the more we can all be totally ourselves, and be in the best place to give the unique gifts that we have to give, then that, by definition, is better for the planet. So it's that little bit more mm-hmm. that I'd like to emphasize. Oh, agreed. Thank you, Sean. In fact, that's, it's, it's worth emphasizing, yes, that whatever we're not knowing, it allows us to know something else, right? So, yeah. and, and we don't have to be effortful about it. Like, there are some things that I, I try to remind myself there's some things in my world that I know that I don't want to know. And once I know it, it's, it's, it requires skills to unknow this or to try and forget about it, at least even temporarily. It's so cool to just not know. Hmm. I like that. 
I like that a lot. It's one reason why I didn't call they the vet. They had us do, they wanted to do more testing on Joe. And um, it wasn't easy for me to get the results. Like, I called one day, and uh, vet's out. you got to talk to her. No one else in the, on staff would give me the results. And I was like, really? She's, and she was out for four days. And I called again. She wasn't available. We did a little phone tag. It was ridiculous. And finally, I was like, you know what? I don't think this is important for me to know. I really don't. I decided it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. yeah, so to this day, I mean, I've paid for tests, expensive tests, that I like not knowing the results of because it wasn't going to change what we were doing. So mm-hmm. um, also on my best practices list is to consider, not everyone will need this. I might be a candidate. A vibration detox, right, just to make sure that we're steering clear of some of the energy flowing out there that might feel like outrage or, um, you know, the world going to hell in a handbasket. There's kind of a lot of that stuff flowing, at least in my circle. And and when I say my circle, I really only mean my virtual circle online because I sure I don't hardly talk to anyone in person. Though I'm pretty I'm pretty remote here. I'm a pretty good homebody, but still. Um, I think that it's it's worth just knowing that I'm setting myself up for more challenge when I'm hanging out in that kind of energy. And if you hang out there long enough, pretty soon, I'm entraining myself to it. So just like I can tell when I when chocolate cravings hit, I when when it's not me making a choice to enjoy chocolate, but rather my body saying, mm, "You haven't had chocolate in a while. I think you need some right now." I that is not my highest joy. I like to choose it. I like to be free to choose either and feel fabulous about either choice. Once I don't, once it feels like a habit or a craving is kicking in, I'll just do I'll just do a little di- a detox, a couple lemons for a couple days, lemon juice, and it re- gives me a reset, right? And it's the same thing I can do when one of my clients suggested his practice is, oh, there's a basset hound. BuzzFeed Basset Hounds or something on Facebook. He said, you, you cannot look at those pictures without feeling fabulous. <laughs> He's right. Basset Hounds work, just like kittens and goats. So, yeah, uh, that might be worth making sure we're set up for highest success, that we don't have any vibrational habits going that we might have picked up from someone else. That stuff can be contagious if we spend enough time there. So to... to release ourselves from any of that and make sure we are it just makes it easier to choose what we want when we don't have any of that habitual stuff going i did a podcast on that episode last week or that subject last week and i was thinking this in addition to whatever we're doing it really helps to remember that this is all a game right it's it's an illusion like a a a really high-tech virtual reality game in fact mark posted in the forums recently about that there's nothing actually gone wrong here these are all fellow actors on the stage in character for the benefit of our experience as a human being on planet Earth right here and now. And who you really are, it's never at risk. We're just here for the fun and the joy of it, not to get it right, not to fix the wrongs, not to prove ourselves worthy, not to squash evil once and for all, just for fun, whatever our idea of fun is. And I think when we keep that big picture in mind, it helps to not take any of this too seriously, unless... Taking it too seriously is your idea of a good time. For some people, that might be. And if that's the case for you, rock on with your bad self. What I want to reiterate, there is no way for us to get this wrong. And remembering that can help free us up for making choices that we might not have made otherwise. Because if we're picking anything out of obligation or responsibility or should, that's not where we're going to be in our sweet spot. Uh if, yeah, I I think that anything that puts my good time at risk, it's worth a reality check to get back to good, however we define that. Really what it comes down to is just giving ourselves permission to have a good time, however we define that, whatever our idea of that is. And that's easier done when we get good at not caring what other people think, when we're good at being true to our own hearts and listening to our own inner guidance and keeping our own counsel and not buying into anyone else's idea unless it strikes us as a good idea or some sort of inspiration. Because there's no such thing as 
good or bad or right or wrong. Every choice is valid and everyone gets to choose for themselves. So all we really need to do is ask ourselves, what am I choosing now? That's what matters. So really, I guess we could sum the whole thing up with mind your vibrational business. <laughs> Don't worry about <laughs> everyone can, else. What feels good to you? can seem really hard when you're being, you know, when it seems to be coming from every direction. So I'm thinking there's there's people who are insisting that you get upset about what they're upset about. And then when you're not, there's people who, when you don't get upset yep. about what they're upset about, they're Both like, ways. what is wrong with you? You know, you, yep. you know, and, and then, you know, at the same time, there are things that you see that they're upset about that it upsets you too, but you know enough, you know enough not to go down that rabbit hole. You know mm-hmm. enough to mm-hmm. take what you, what you feel about it and, and, really figure out what matters to you and then focus your attention in that direction. It's like, um, it's the reason why I went into outsourcers this past weekend and said, Hey, mm. let's, what if we focused one, one, um, nonprofit a month and used our outsourcer energy to focus on that particular, um, nonprofit, um, uh, animal rescue because I was noticing so many in my uh, virtual feed, in my virtual world, all I was getting bombarded by um, rescues that were milking their pain and their struggle. And their pain and struggle, you know, there's lots of evidence that it's real, you know. But it's really not where I want to be focusing my energy for them. We know too much to join them in that, right, Nancy? Right, right. Mm -hmm. We want... We want them to get help, and it's not—it's not, it's not going to get help by by sharing the fact that they're struggling with everybody else and say, "Look, look at how these people are struggling." <laughs> you know, it doesn't work that way. And yet, if I tried to explain it, I—I I realize that I have spent so much time studying this material that it's not an easy explanation when people want to understand why I will not put my attention there. It, because now I have to start talking about quantum physics and, you know, heart math. And, you know, <laughs> right. and it ends up being a three-hour discussion instead of a, you know, I'm not putting my attention there. And so um, so I just find it better to, to go to, like, outsourcers and say, hey, everybody, let's focus our positive attention in this direction. And that that way i when i scroll through my virtual list and i see another per, you know another group talking about their problem i can at least say well i know how to shift that energy i know how to shift my focus you know what i appreciated nancy is that you led the way for that like you you were proactive in harnessing other powerful creators attention those who would be interested in creating what you were interested in creating and I think that is really responsible leadership. Of course, I think so because I have the same desire. If if you are creating, I well, I don't even want to finish that sentence. But people who want something else, they get to create that something else. We don't have to legislate against it or, um, you know, publicize what they're doing exactly because that just makes us part of their party. That. Yep. We may not prefer. And Nancy, for everyone who thinks that we are not doing the proper work, and I've seen this, I've seen this argument mm. even among savvy creators that we need to lace up our boots. This is no time for sitting home and feeling good. This is the time to show up, and you know, because your voice needs to be heard. You know what needs to be heard? Well, nothing. Nothing needs to be because there's nothing gone wrong here. But if we wanted to make any sort of difference in our reality, it's our vibration that's heard, not our voices. And sometimes those are in alignment and sometimes they're not. What we're saying is not the vibration that we want. Even And that goes both ways. It goes so many ways. But, but my point, Nancy, I was going to say how helpful it is to not care what someone else thinks. If they think we're not um, supporting the cause properly, and we're not carrying our weight, uh, then they get to think that. And we don't. We want to make sure we're not wearing any of that ourselves, that we're remembering where our true power lies and practicing that in a way that feels good to us. 
You don't have anyone else to answer to. A word that comes to my mind here is compassion. So, for example, in the animal charities, as you were talking about, Nancy, it, it's true to say that their intentions are good. You know, They want something good, and they may want the same as us, um, but they're going about it in a way that's not mm-hmm. useful. And mm-hmm. um, so, so that, that provides a kind of connection. Well, actually, the intentions are the same. It's just that mm-hmm. the way of going about it is, is not useful. It's, it's, it's less than useful. And in the same vein, um, kind of remembering that every well, everybody, I say everybody, I'll say everybody, but it may not be true, I suppose. Most people on the planet, what they really, really want is to love and be loved. And that includes, mm. Mm, well, most people, everybody perhaps, but they go mm. about it in different ways. And if one can have that compassion, it's a kind of, it's, it's, it's distancing oneself in the sense that one goes about it in a different way, but it's also a link, acknowledging we have more in common than we do difference. And I think that can be useful as well. And That's that can be huge. Useful, yeah, and in, in also can be useful in taking a step back and seeing things in proportion and not reacting to something in the moment, but being more likely to be able to be creative if one can acknowledge that connection. Which end of the stick are you holding, or are they holding, you know? So if you want to, as Nancy was saying, if they are holding one side of the stick where they're focused on, this isn't happening, this is this is not working, we need more adoptions, da 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 Or as Nancy's holding the other end of the stick, saying, we can do this, it'll all work out, you know. That, which end of the stick we're talking about? Yeah. This is Carrie, can you hear me? Go ahead, Carrie. Um, one of the things that happened to me as I was visiting a girlfriend who started going off about the politics and, and um, you know, in the beginning, you know, I just I just let her go because there was nothing that, like you said, there's nothing I'm going to do to change her mind. I, I just let her go. But at the same time, I just found that energy disturbing and that I didn't want to really stay around that very long. Um, and fortunately, the conversation shifted um, just about the time that I was thinking, okay, I've had enough of this. <laughs> Um, but it's also, you know, all that stuff about people just thinking, you know, oh, you're supposed to be, you know, rallying. And I, and I, I keep saying to people, you know, it's not my job to go out and, and, and do these, you know, parading around. It's just not what feels right to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm sitting back here holding space for the kind of world I want. And, um, you know, I'm going to go plant some trees. <laughs> you know, I mean, these are and the things so, that make me feel good. And I thought, if they're right. going to cut down trees and start logging, well, I'm going to start planting some. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, things, you know, things like yeah. that and really looking at if I want to contribute something, it's for me, it's more valuable for me to stay in that ignorant place because it because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole like you're talking about and just... Um, you know, maybe touch base every once in a while to the point where I can just quickly get out of that um, space because it is disturbing and disruptive to my energy and paying attention to my own energy and my own vibration. Um, sometimes it's really hard, like you said, once you know something to to um, back out of it. Terry, hey, this is Diane. Oh, go ahead, Diane. I um I have a different take on this whole conversation and I um I think in July I I knew that I must I I have kept my head in the sand for decades. I mean that's my mode of op, you know, that's how mm-hmm. I call it. It's like okay, just put the head in the sand, do what you you know, you need to do it for yourself. And in July I was like, you know what, I think I need to pay attention to this election. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend who is part of an organization um, who uses uh, yoga practices to help people to deal with their daily life. And so we actually got together and talked about politics. And we talked about that your heart has a shell around it because when you put your head in the sand, you don't want to feel the suffering. You don't want to feel the world suffering. We are so sensitive as people that we can pick up on suffering. So, the, their premise was, well, if, if you've got this hardened shell around you, your heart, that's not doing anybody a service. 
So we practice breathing into it. We practice releasing that shell. We practice feeling suffering so that we weren't repelling it because what resi- you know, what you resist persists, right? Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. was a way, how can you breathe? How can you live and breathe with su- the suffering of the world? Well, that mm-hmm. was huge because then mm-hmm. I felt open. I could. I wanted to watch the debates because I didn't want to listen to the spin. I wanted to hear it and see it with my own eyes. And I watched all three debates. Yes, I had to do it on my elliptical machine so I could keep moving. <laughs> but um, what I, uh, you know, in retrospect, what I would say is, is I I opened the door fully during the election. Once the election happened, I basically now I will, I feel like I open, you know how you open up the door and there's a party on the other side, there's all kinds of noise and then you close and it's quiet. That's (laughs) what I do on a daily basis. I will check the headlines. I open up the door, I peek, I let myself feel it and then I close it. And I feel like um, it's, it's much more organic and breathing that way and I'm not keeping my head in the sand and I'm also staying uh, true to myself. Mm-hmm. Awesome. This is Tom. Um, I would like to add another dimension to the conversation, and that is when a person's in a place where things are constantly telling them emotionally and with their observation that things are out of control, that um, you know that their feelings inside and their what they're seeing are saying, this is something that could break my heart completely as the last caller was saying and I feel that way about the environment like where I live what's going on with the drought in Colorado at the elevation I'm at is you know I I feel a great heartbreak to see trees die and things like that and and so I try to find a way to be a conscious creator in the midst of that and I kind of to deal with my own inner feelings of tragedy and sadness and and I feel like I have to go to this sort of place of saying, I give it, I give up to the um, to the beauty of the universe. You know that that everything is always going to be okay. Everything's always going to work out. And you know, it's like I let go to the fact that I can't water all these trees. You know, I mean, I can I can visualize snow, and I can be in that prairie rain place where I I live as if the rain is already falling or the snow is already here. And the, but that's you know, that's a muscle I really have so little experience developing. I feel like I, I really want to develop that muscle so that I can just live in this place where I feel the abundance of the greenery of the trees and the and the moisture soaking into the earth, you know, and feel it as if it's already a done deal and, and not be in this place of worry and fear and, and sadness. But I also, you know, want to allow myself to feel what I feel. And so it's just a, it's just a whole thing you know giving up to the divine beauty of the universe and saying hey even if all the trees die it's still beautiful something about all of this is still beautiful that feels like unconditional love what i'm hearing you guys describe right yeah it's like do you really have a choice i mean you can be in worry and you can be in fear endlessly Mm -hmm. and it just destroys your life right you know like if you watch when when byron katie you know, you go and Google Byron Katie and Trump, and you'll find Byron Katie dealing with talking to to clients in a way that she's helping them come right back into the present moment and saying, what's actually happening right now? You're overwhelmed with fear, and you're overwhelmed with expectation of terror in the future, but right now you're in your kitchen and everything's just fine. You know, <laughs> you're cooking your breakfast, you know. But, right. but then you come back so much into the moment that you don't have to feel that, you're overwhelmed by the devastation that you're expecting. Or even if you're seeing it happen, you know, it's like, can we not be overwhelmed even in the right. midst of seeing things happen? You know? There's a marketing. world right now, it's everything's fine. And I'd pre- yeah. much prefer to stay in the moment than listen to people who are freaking out about the future. Right. There's a marketing <laughs> mm-hmm. comment that goes like this. It's perception is reality. So mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, and we're being bombarded by you know, social media, marketing, news, whatever, just call mm-hmm. it all, you know, the same. It's, they're creating a different reality, and it's all perception-based. It's not real. It's like, can you pinch it? Can you touch it? Can You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Yep, I like that reminder. That's 
Yeah, that's how fluid this is that we're playing with. Nancy, you were looking for the microphone? Mm, and I just stuck a piece of chocolate in my mouth. Sorry. Too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, bear with me on this one. so when Tom was talking about, so I think there's different ways of approaching this, and I'm glad we're talking about it in this kind of roundtable discussion because one way is exactly as Tom says, to surrender to the beauty of the universe, to trust that everything is working out beautifully and whatever is happening is good, right? So that's definitely a very helpful way to approach it. A couple of years ago, California was in a similar um, drought. Everybody was calling it, you know, you know, this is it. This is it for California. We had trees dying. We had plants dying. Everybody had pretty much allowed their, their green grasses to die. Um, you know, and I've lived I've lived in California. I'm not native to the area, but I've lived here long enough that I've seen cycles. About seven years of rain, heavy rain, seven years of drought. And it usually gets really bad like the last two or three years of the drought before the rains come again. Well, this time when the drought started, it it started bad and it just got progressively worse. And we were like, I don't know, four years into this drought. And people were doomsdaying, like, you can't believe, like, oh, my God, you know, we're going to have extinctions of animals, and, you know, we're not going to have enough food to feed the country, and, the, you know, it was just going on and on. I desi- decided to dial in on what I liked. So I started going to YouTube and listening, like, I'd be working, but I'd be listening to the sounds of rain. You know, you can go to YouTube and find <laughs> find the sounds of rain for, like, three hours three-hour-long YouTube video with just the sound of rain. I would visualize it. I would imagine it. I visualized all the reservoirs full. I, um, Whenever a friend would talk about the drought, I would talk about all the times when we had lots of rain and the different things that happened as a result of that. And so I kept shifting the conversation. I started zeroing in on the fact that I love it when it rains at night. Like it rains at night and you wake up in the morning and it's all fresh and clear feeling. And I love that. And I love how everything has like a dewy, you know, a moisture from the rain at night and then during the day it's sunny and beautiful. And then it started happening. It's, we started getting rain at night and not during the day. And I, I took that as the universe is hearing me. The universe mm-hmm. is hearing me. Here's my focus on what I want. Well, if anybody hasn't been paying attention, we've had (laughs) two years of good rain now, and we have been, this year alone, have been opening up all the the dams to let out all the extra water because so many of the reservoirs are full up in Northern California, and Southern California is starting to catch up. So... You know, there's different ways. I mean, you can, you can surrender if that feels good to you. You can choose to focus on what you want if that feels good to you. You 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 have a choice, and it's it. Nobody can tell you what's right for you. You have to dial in on what's right for yourself. Or both. And you can do both. Right. And it takes us yeah, that, to the same uh, place because what we want is just to feel better, and both of those <laughs> would take us there. Thank you, Nancy. Anyone got anything else to add? Uh, sure. I'll, Thanks, Brent. Um, so in this time of history, I think there's been many moments, and they call them pivot points in history. And this is definitely one of those moments. And I think the way that we individually as co-creators, but as on mass, as we add this energy to it, the the drastic things that we are experiencing in the quote real world are a perfect opportunity to do pivots every day to go, this is what I really want. And, you know, choosing, I decide that I want to have a better world. I choose to decide that everybody has enough food and everybody has enough water and everybody has enough housing and everybody has enough, you know, creativity and exploration and, you know, whatever it is they want. And that's the world I'm pivoting into. And it feels like I'm on a big, on a big giant catapult, and this pivot point is slingshotting me over the wall, and into the great reality of the better future for all. You know, and that's how I 
enjoy those. I love that. That's awesome. Very nice. That's what I'm doing with my friends who are freaked out and complaining. And I go on a walk with them, and I say, "Well, what would you rather see happening? You know, what would you? What's the what's the future that you would like to see happen instead of the one that you're complaining about so much or that's freaking you out so much?" And I think that's a challenge to people. That's a good challenge if it's done in a loving way that they can start mm-hmm. to ask themselves, you know, yeah, okay, I would rather. And then I said, well, we'll work locally for that, you know, do do something to make sure that, that, that the animals are protected or whatever it is that they're concerned about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, plant trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plant food forests. Fine. I, I've, I've been imagining... Uh, permaculture is something that I kind of been dabbling with and learning about. It's not just, you know, plant-based creating, you know, food gardens and stuff, but it's a way of living in the community. Brent. Brent? Brent, yeah. I've studied permaculture. This is Terry. Oh, great. Oh, hi, yeah, Terry. me too. That's awesome. Yeah, so in that principle is, you know, finding ways to work with the earth so that not only we can eat and get have a yield, but the earth can grow and change as well and become a thriving part of all the our systems that we need to live to help the earth live, not just take away, you know. You know what about, this Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say it's also about human beings use our how we as human beings use our energy and how we can use it best. So it's very pertinent to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I was yep, good point, Sean. Good point. And it feels like all of this gives us a really nice opportunity to grow some focusing muscle, and um, and to also practice not caring what other people think, and and to remind ourselves unless we like the drama of it i know some people do i have been one in the past that isn't my highest joy right now but some people really do just enjoy having something exciting going on and for us to just really truly be willing to allow however else someone wants to do it knowing that their what they choose doesn't have to impact us if we know how to harness our focus properly then it it releases a lot of angst in the world Five-second rule. <laughs> Thanks, Brent. Thanks, Brent. Anyone else got anything for us on this subject today? Any tips? Yes. Well, just, just following on from what you said, what excites me is to tell a new story of, of the world I want to see, express mm-hmm. that, tell it whenever whenever I can. And my 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 understanding, my thought, my hope, my is my vis- my vision is that if enough people tell the story of they want of the world they want to create um by definition the energy of the old one will actually go away agreed Sean you know that mm-hmm. was actually the the i someone had asked a question on my last blog post where he said but are you saying oh cuz it was the one that i titled i'll decide what i know you're not going to tell me how it is i decide how it is and he said, "Well, what are look, I volunteer at a soup kitchen and every well, twice a week I walk by homeless people. I see real poverty. Are you suggesting that that's not real?" And it, and he meant it. He wasn't being a troll. He meant it as a mm-hmm. genuine question. Mm-hmm. And I posted his question as a separate post and would love actually for you guys, the thoughts you most of what's been shared here would be really appropriate for that wider audience in wondering how to come to terms when there's something that you really would like to be different, you consider yourself a conscious creator, or you understand the power of your focus, and yet it doesn't feel good to ignore it. It it isn't that in order to be a conscious creator, you have to have a heart of stone and and be unwilling to see, oh, thanks, Ming. I see she said she's posted on the blog what she was going to share here right on. Yeah, that's... um, it feels like a time that's really going to call us to be able to walk the talk that we know so well. To be able to practice it is um, it's a skill not every informed creator has. I don't know if we're conscious creators if we're not practicing it. It's because, like I had said, knowing this isn't what makes the difference. I said this in a podcast about an alignment practice. Knowing it doesn't make a whit of difference. I don't think we're a conscious creator just because we've heard of law of attraction or watched 
Abraham on YouTube. We're seeing a copy of The Secret. What makes us conscious creators is being willing to live it, to put it into practice. And I think the more we do it, the better we get at it. And and certainly times like these, I think, praise the Lord for us, those of us who know that there's another way to do it than the way the general public is operating. Jeanette, I just wanted to share one other thing. Um, I don't, do you, does everyone know who Robert Holden is? Yes. Um, I, I heard a recording. I think he was actually reading the beginning of one of his books that I heard. And his description of the world that he wanted to see was so amazing. He, he brought up things that I never even considered before. And if you ever get a chance to, like, read that or hear it, um, I mean, it's where everything comes from love. And, you know, our lawyers come from love. Our children, you know, are educated through love. And we love and are taught about love in schools. Um, but it, it, was, it really made me think of um, a world that was even beyond what I had been imagining. Um, I don't know, it was just really kind of cool. So I just wanted to say if you ever had a mm-hmm. chance to, to read that. It, it's, it was pretty cool. Thanks, Terry. Sounds like a good resource. Yep. Right on. Anyone with final thoughts? All righty, um, Will. Oh, go well, ahead. This is this is just Nancy. I just want to say, put a spotlight on what you said about it's it's not enough to know this. you got to practice it. And the more you practice it, the easier it gets. I mean, to to sit in the middle of what was clearly a devastating drought here in my mm-hmm. state mm-hmm. and consciously choose to imagine something radically different while everybody else was wringing their hands and, mm-hmm. you know, complaining, it it took effort on my part. And I know mm-hmm. we often talk, oh, don't effort, you know, it shouldn't be too hard, you know. But you know what? Sometimes it does. When Abraham has said ma- that. It does take effort to to move your focus because law of attraction is just wanting to bring you more of where you've been. If you want to be somewhere else, it does require effort. Right, and it's easy to do it when there's 500 other people joining you and you're all doing it right. together and you're all agreeing. But when mm-hmm. you're the lone voice doing mm-hmm. it, you know it. You have to be. You have to make that that decision, and and it's not that you're judging other people. It's that you're making a choice for yourself knowing that it's also going to benefit other people at the same time. So, um, you know, if there's people listening to this and saying, yeah, but it's really hard, yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> if it was easy, muggles would be doing it. <laughs> but but, the, but the, the alternative is to go along with everybody else who's complaining and finding fault and, you know, thinking that we're all going to hell in a handbasket. So, um, you know, as a deliberate creator, you know your power. And if you don't know your power, this is a wonderful way to begin teaching yourself your own power. Nancy, I haven't heard you say it in a while. Will you just say one more time so I could get it refreshed in my head, not in my pie? You know the way you say that? (laughs) Not in my pie. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I shared shared the gift. You know, I made a, I was part of a, an Abraham forum years ago, and, you know, it was just about the time that Abraham had come out with um, My Pie and Not My Pie, and everybody was um, uh, kind of talking about that. So I made these little animated um, GIFs that with the little pie with the smoke coming up out of the pie, and it would mm-hmm. say, My Pie, and I made one that says My Pie, and I made one that says Not My Pie. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, it, it helps sometimes. I think we we talked about it at GVU because somebody shared an amazing video. Was it parkour? Is that what it was? It was somebody that was going throughout a city on a bicycle, but he was like, like he was riding handrails yeah. and, you know, um, ledges and, you know, mm-hmm. and it was freaking me out because I have a thing about heights. And mm-hmm. uh, and I, at the same time, I was so impressed what this guy was doing, but there was no way that would ever be in my pie. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my response was, wow, this is amazing and so not my pie. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, but I, I think we have an amazing gift in contrast because as soon as we know what we don't know, we are getting a clue at least of what we do want. Mm-hmm. And it may take some time to sift through that contrast to really understand why does this upset me so much? What is about this that really triggers me? And 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 then when you when you dig down, you get to the core of it. Oh, I want people to feel safe. I want to live in a country where people feel safe, where people have their needs met, where people can live comfortably and safe and be available to help and support other people. And when when you understand that, then from that new vantage point, you now can begin to shift your focus in that direction. And it's not that you're completely ignoring the contrast because the contrast actually helped you get to a new place of perspective. So from that vantage point, you can thank all those buggers in our universe that are <laughs> that are you know pushing our buttons because Thank they're helping goodness. yes they're helping us That's get true. to the core of what really matters to us and then when we're all focusing on what matters to us I think as one of the people on the call already said most of us want the same thing the the majority of human beings on the planet want the same thing and it's it's loving and it's kind and it's good and um, but we have to shift our attention off the contrast in order to shift our attention toward that more loving vision and and remember that our imagination creates reality. If you can yes. imagine imagine something to worry about, you can imagine something to feel good about. That is all it takes. That's all it takes. Yeah. Thank you, Nancy. That feels like a really nice thought to end with. Thank you everyone for contributing to this discussion and for helping strengthen my own commitment to paying attention to where I'm focused. So, yeah, big love everyone. Bye guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you. Bye. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.